0: Howdy, y'all welcome to the, the house of hoops
1: the coyotes are
0: we <sighs> where the dog
1: is bold, where are
0: the like to welcome laddie back to the show hello hello laddie's back we got a newcomer pat bigger hello hello, hello. how's it going pat is he's our resident sign guys from from memphis to Knoxville, back to Memphis. Big time Grizz fan. Go Grizz. And also, Bo is on the phone.
2: Howdy, howdy, again.
1: Uh, Howdy. And he rounds up the cattle each fall.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, I'm Jeff Hausman.
1: Singing his cattle calls For hours he would ride on the rain.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoy. It's Monday, March 9th, 2020. Episode 4. laddie's got a new show name this week yeah laddie lucky and hope in the morning on q1075 yes sir
3: in uh i missed y'all last week i got my wisdom teeth out just a little psa don't wait till you're 40 years old to get your wisdom teeth out it (laughs) sucks when it comes to recovery man i'm not
4: far behind you if i ever have to do it it's uh it's probably not gonna be a good look yeah
0: it's it's not not fun all right that does not sound good i had mine pulled a few years ago uh not a good time. All right, we'll be covering the NBA, tracking hoops, having a good time. You can reach us at Twitter, at the House of Hoops, H-A-U-S, of hoops. And we also have an email, it's Podcast at yahoo.com. Let's go ahead and get into it. First up, I have our pick game from last week. It was the Pelicans at Dallas. Dallas Mavericks won the game. It looked like a pretty good game there. I had a lot of fun watching that one. New Orleans record at the time of the game was twenty six and thirty five. Dallas was thirty seven and twenty five. So it was kind of flip flop records. Game final was New Orleans one twenty three, Dallas one twenty seven. Both
4: grateful help or helpful for the Grizzlies here.
0: Mm-hmm. Standings yeah. was yeah yeah. We want da- we want Dallas to win. We want New Orleans to lose. It worked out that way. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Both teams were averaging 116 points per game, both uh, high-scoring offenses. Anybody uh, anybody catch that one this week? I watched a little bit of it. <clears throat> I just want to see all the
3: hype about Zion, you know? I mean, so far, he's looking pretty good, but... Go
0: Dallas Mavericks! I mean, yeah, yeah I think... Sorry, Sorry, but go ahead, man.
2: I watched the game as well. It was a fun watch.
0: Pat, you were saying something about Zion. It well, looked...
4: you know, when you got... Zion, who obviously has a ton of hype and so far has lived up. Uh, he's got a good young core with him as well. Then you've got Verstamaz, Luka, who has essentially lived up to everything that anyone thought he could possibly be. That's just
0: a huge game to be able to watch. Mm. Yeah, I think we picked a good one. That was fun. It was fun. It was Zion's first back-to-back game of his career, of his short career. He did all right. Yeah, he, he, he kind of got shut down a little bit. They put some long lengths on him. Porzingis was all over him. And uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Kleiman? Is that right? No. No, it was uh, Porzingis Kleber. and some other guy. Cleaver. Oh, Maxi
4: Kleber. Yeah. Kleber.
0: They they were all over him. They really shut him down. They had 11 blocks in the first half. Zion's real deal, though, man. 21 points. Yeah.
3: You know, Brandon Ingram out there with 27. Then, of course, you got the ball, 25.
0: I hate freaking the ball for family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Lonzo's been good, man He's uh, learned how to shoot that three He shot a lot of threes He got game. a double-double
4: that game Doesn't hurt him that uh, they finally have not given his dad so much of the spotlight He's just able to go out there and play mm-hmm. uh, You know, in L.A., that's, they're just sticking a camera and a mic in front of his dad's face all the time And, and letting him say dumb stuff
0: Yeah, the distraction's a little in the rearview mirror there Donick had a
3: triple-double that game That's yeah. pretty good he's, he's a star, man Unlike mm-hmm.
0: him Donchus has been playing through that left thumb strain. He's been playing through that for a while, I think a couple weeks now. Right. And it looked like it's bothering him. His field goal percentages are down a bit. But he's still he's still a great player and can get it done. Yeah, Dallas is doing pretty good. Even uh, Seth Curry's contributing, man. He's getting
3: over 30 minutes a game right now. Seth Curry's big off the bench. Yeah. If he finally got
4: a, a spot where he can shine, you know, he for years kind of – Meandered his way from team to team and didn't really catch anywhere. And, and yeah. over the last couple of seasons, he's finally uh, found a home and has been able to show who he is. Shit, he was six from nine at the three. Yeah.
0: That's huge, man. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. a big, big hookup there. Yeah, yeah, he's shooting a very high percentage from three.
3: Do you think New Orleans is going to make the playoffs? No.
4: I hope not. I, I mean, what I think they're four and a half back right now of us for the eighth seed. Uh, in front of them, you have – the Kings who have stepped up and then another four back. So the new Orleans technically I'm looking at it right now, new Orleans, Sacramento are both four back from us. Portland's four and a half and San Antonio is five. And honestly, Phoenix is only six. So, I mean, things could happen, but there's only
0: 18 games for us left to play and we're ahead. You know, so this is a good place to be. Realistically. I think if one of those teams that's chasing the eight spot is going to make it, it's going to be Portland. Just because of damn and CJ McCollum, I mean, yeah,
4: those guys are monsters, and they have playoff experience, and yeah, they know they know what crunch time is. They know that this stuff matters now.
0: Yeah, they're a team that is scary. Uh, Pelicans are so young and so new. Brandon Ingram's having a great year for them. He's really stepped it up this year. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be the Kings. I like them. I'm starting to like them a little bit because they are just a scrappy young team. Reminds us of something we got going on here a little bit. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, you know, like you, you piggyback on Lonzo Ball shooting. Mark Jones said during the game that Lonzo Ball was hotter than fish grease. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> um, I mean, he hit seven threes in the game, which is you know, if last year it didn't look like that, that would that would be possible. Never. So that was pretty. That was pretty awesome for the for the Pelicans. And to uh, his I, you know, credit, I thought,
4: too. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought the game really came down. I mean, if you look at the box score, the game came down to three-point shooting. They were. I mean, the Mavs took fifty threes, and then the Pelicans took forty six. That was essentially the game. The Mavs the threes. That is a high uh, volume. Which is it's weird to watch Dallas, and like all you see them do is Luca has the ball, and he'll either drive, kick to an open guy. It's I guess that's just the the, the way the game's being played.
3: Yeah, no, he just needs to go ahead and just shoot it because I have him on my fantasy team there, Bo, and uh, I need to win. <laughs>
2: It's it's winning time in fantasy right now. It really is, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, also, yes, it is, also, Bo.
0: Yes, it is.
2: <laughs> Luca and Porzingis both had 30, at least thirty points and ten rebounds. Uh, that was pretty neat. That was pretty cool. I guess I saw a stat that Luca is the all-time leader for Mavs triple doubles now, and he leads the league in triple doubles this year. God, that right. was quick. He
3: yeah, Jay right. Did, in two, right. two
4: seasons, he's already. Their franchise leader—that's crazy. Yeah. Considering who's played there before, like Jason Kidd was there, yeah. With J. Kid Nash for a minute,
3: uh, Dirk. Like they've had, you know, they've
4: had some guys that can put some numbers wow. up. Yeah, they—they're world
0: champions.
3: As long as that dude stays healthy, I think. I think Luke is going to be a fantastic player.
0: Speaking of the threes, uh, New Orleans was thirty-seven percent. Dallas was forty-four percent. God. Well, Man. and rack was out for the
2: Pelicans, which mm. hurt their spacing, obviously.
0: Yeah, Reddick is an interesting I don't know if he is a game changer anymore, but
4: I think he is. He still plays hard, man. Yeah. You watch that guy, he never stops running. Like he's yeah. not go standing in a quarter and wait for the ball to hit him. It's, uh like on offense, he is constantly, constantly moving, trying to get open to create a shot.
0: Is he the difference between them making the playoffs and not making the playoffs? If he gets hot,
4: it, yeah. I mean they gotta if win Zion, a lot of
2: games. Zion at the beginning of the year is probably gonna be the difference between them making the playoffs and not.
0: Yeah,
4: I like Dallas' strategy. But yeah, I like I like what you are saying there, Bo. Him not playing for that long might, ha- is, I mean, it's obviously it's helped the teams above them, us included, the Grizzlies included, have a, have a extra spacing and extra extra wins that they may not have had
3: but i think that for a team has to have a good solid bench to even compete i mean you're starting five may be all stars and they may be great like kind of like the team was the uh, the uh, the pistons back in the day where they had chauncey billups mm-hmm. ben wallace and all that and, and rip hamilton they had a good squad but then again they their bench has to step up and i think that that uh, your boy redick is a intricate piece to them mm-hmm. To moving in and especially they have an easier schedule than the grizzlies they have an easier schedule than the Cl- than the blazers i think they have the easiest schedule down the stretch right so all of a sudden he gets healthy grizz start losing uh, uh sacramento starts losing portland starts losing well guess what they can just creep on in quietly so yeah i think jj reddick's a huge part of that
0: okay all right i don't know i don't know i just kind of think he's kind of like a role player at this point he's yeah, but oh, he's but know. he's that guy. He's like that Stop. Robert Ory back in the day. Where like if he All if right. you need to make that shot, he's going to get it down. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Dallas led the game at the half by 2, 55-57. It was tied at 100 points with 6 minutes to go in the game. So it was close. It really did come down to the end there. Luca was the difference maker, Porzingis was a difference maker, and those are the guys you need to win in the playoffs. Combined, they had 60 plus points. That's playoff basketball. That's why they're high up in the standings and not fighting for a eighth spot.
3: Let me ask you, uh, Pat a question real quick.
0: So when you're looking at this new Orleans Pelicans team, do you think these players are playing
3: better because Zion's healthy and back or do you, cause I mean, we're seeing a, a surgeons here. We haven't seen with the Pelicans really ever, to be honest with you. I mean, I think they play
4: hard all the time. I think they have a, they have a strong roster. They, when that trade happened and Davis went to the Lakers and they got, half of the Lakers' good young core back in New Orleans. So they already had a squad, and then they added Zion to that squad. Uh, I mean, those guys, they are and then they stole all those freaking draft picks from them. Those guys are going to be set up for a long time to be good.
0: Yes, yes, they will. But
3: Also, what about, what, Bo, what do you think? Look at their whole schedule, right? I mean, you
0: they almost revamped their entire team to a point. Well, to, uh, hold on a second, because they were playing really well before Zion came back. They were. They were. They were playing super well. They've actually been playing worse since he hit back as far as their record goes. Yeah check me if I'm wrong on that. Actually
4: I believe you are right.
0: Yeah they were winning more games and then he kind of derailed things a little bit when he came back. Obviously he's been playing great. What do you think they're trying to force it too much to him? uh, They're trying to get him going and he's bullying his way inside and Dallas did a great job of stopping that. One thing that's Interesting that I saw was Dallas is just five and fifteen in games decided by five points or less before Wednesday. I mean
4: that's not a good stat line mm-hmm. if
0: you're if you're trying to go in you know
4: make a run in the playoffs because every game is going to be tight, close games. There. Oh, that game went
0: overtime too. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Bo, you got anything on that?
2: Uh, not not anything scientific. I think you know integrating a guy like Zion can be. Difficult. I don't think many people have played with a guy like Zion. Mm-hmm. So figuring out how to win in crunch time is difficult when you're adding essentially the alpha piece back to a team or to a team. Yeah, um, Ingram has been really good.
0: He has. He's an all-star for a reason. Yeah, he's he's gotten better. Not only is he good, but he's made strides. To he looks a lot better on the court. Looks more confident. Yeah. Looks more robotic.
2: Yeah, he's bringing the ball up. He's he's creating his own shot, and then I'd like to see. How Ingram and Zion, how they can develop a pick and roll, and, and what their game looks like together when they get more comfortable and more time together.
4: I mean, New, New Orleans, like I you know said a second ago, uh, is going to be a team to watch for a long time. And, and I you know like you just say, when they've developed that pick and roll, when they have some chemistry between not only Ingram and Zion, but then you you know you add in Lonzo Ball and the rest of that team. And they all kind of get a better feel for each other. You know, I think they've only played together like twenty something games, thirty something games at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Porzingis is a—he's been playing really well as of late. He's definitely the difference maker on that team. He's played forty-five minutes in that game, had thirty-four points, I believe, twelve rebounds, five blocks, three of nine from three. But that's okay, you know. Tim Hardaway Junior. is another guy I like on that Dallas team. Yeah, yeah, he's just—he—he he will shoot till his shoes fall off he he won't stop he ain't gonna quit i liked him hardaway jr i always have liked him he deserves every penny that he's made in the nba so that, that contract looked a little big when he signed it i think it was in new york yeah, yeah new york gave everybody money yeah it looked a little big but i think he's going to be a player in the league he's got the size and he's got the stroke i'm just glad dallas won courtney lee nothing
3: I like Courtney Lee. That means he he did get some run
0: in that game, though, didn't he? Yeah, he got eleven minutes. There you go. That's more than he has been showing. It's more than Kid Gilchrist got. Back on the New Orleans side, Drew Holiday played well. Couple steals in there. Not his best game, but he shot fifty percent, almost fifty percent from the field. Alonzo Ball was seven for eleven at three. Yeah, Alonzo had a big game, man. He was streaking for a while there. I thought Mel didn't Melly hit a shot in one game. He hit one shot in the game. No, okay, yeah, <laughs> one for uh, nine. I, yeah. I had mistaken. Yeah, let's. Uh, it let's, was a three. Scratch that.
4: I thought he hit a three to win a game this week, and I'm, I'm probably confusing. Yeah, he one, might have one of many games
0: that I've watched. I didn't, I didn't watch all the Dallas games. You I just watched me. this one.
4: I think I just watched this one. I don't know. Well, the, the Mavs played the Grids this week and stomped them. But I was talking about Melly from uh, yeah. from from the Pelicans, mm-hmm. the 29 year old rookie.
0: Mm-hmm. A 29 year old rookie. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah, that might be Dallas just trying to find a diamond in a rough, somebody that can come and contribute. They don't want young guys. I think Dallas is ready to surround Porzingis and Luca with veterans, and try to win the damn thing.
3: I think their offseason is going to be strong. Yeah. I really, really do. I think they're going to unload everybody except for those two guys. They're going to put pieces around them and they're going to go back to. Top three in the West, top four in the West.
0: Yeah, they'll be fighting. As long as Luca and Porzingis stay healthy, they'll be be fighting. I think we pretty much covered everything there. Everything I remember we talked about. So let's move on. In other NBA news, the Nets fired their head coach on Saturday, Kenny Atkinson. What's that guy's name? Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn will serve as head coach for the remainder of the season. Former player, that is. Apparently he spent some time with San Antonio Spurs as an assistant. Orlando Magic and came back to the Nets as an assistant and he'll take over. So Did you guys
4: see one of his uh his first moves too was, was starting DeAndre Jordan? Which okay. I guess there was part of, that was uh right. part of the, the kind of uproar. You know, DeAndre just sure. signed there, coming off the bench, playing behind. The the guy with uh, the big Jared Allen. Jared Allen, right. And Jared Allen had been putting up good numbers, but DeAndre Jordan's a bigger name.
0: Yeah, DeAndre should be starting.
4: I don't know why he was coming off the bench. And then also, I'm I'm sure you guys saw this as well, reports coming out that one of the reasons he was let go is that, uh, that Kyrie and KD just didn't think they would be able to play with him or play for him you guys see that?
3: Yeah, and apparently what they're doing is now they're throwing DeAndre Jordan into it. So he was just asked, and he says, if you think any way that the coach firing had to do with me, Kyrie, or Kevin Durant, that is bullshit.
0: That is Jordan <laughs> said to the reporters after they won a game. Yeah, all right. I did see that uh, Josiah made the call to fire Kenny Atkinson after consulting with players. And Josiah, he's the new owner of the Nets. Look at Jordan. He's
3: throwing everybody on the bus. He said, yeah, I'm close to Kyrie, but Chandler Wilson, you know, Chandler Wilson, whatever, is a new player. Garrett Temple, he's a new player. We're all new players. So if you're going to go to say it's the new players, you better put all eight of us on there. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to get singled out at all. (laughs) Hell, I don't blame the guy.
0: The team was a lot more fun to watch last year. Yeah. Atkins compiled a 118 to 190 record in his three plus seasons with Brooklyn. So it's not a winning coach. So there is, I mean, there's justification there, I well, guess. They,
4: they had, they had the, the the kind of last season, they had that mix of uh, solid vets with a younger core. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got along, they played well together, and then any time you add Kyrie Irving to a team, you're going to get drama. It just it never fails. Whatever team it's on, whether it was Cleveland or Boston or this year with Brooklyn, drama chases that guy, or he causes it one.
3: And, and, and the same thing is that you've had, I mean, Durant's hurt. Kyrie Irving is hurt. You have these hurt guys on a team, and then all of a sudden, if you're saying that they're the reason why the coach left, look, that's the problem with any sport, and I don't care what it is. You can have the most baddest-ass roster, but if everyone's hurt,
0: they're hurt. Is that the coach's fault? Not really. This team wasn't about this season. Never. It's about next year. Uh, There's a guy named Anthony Pooch who covers the Nets up there, and he also reported that the decision was based on unnamed players desire to replace the head coach unnamed players yeah <laughs> that's guys that don't want to be called out yeah the yeah, guys that are making it is. 30, is
4: 30 million plus yeah. a year on un- unnamed okay. players and air quotes
0: a- it, it'll never come out we'll never know for sure but it looks like all those big money players wanted to go in a different direction i think the interim coach he's gonna be all right so who's he's a gonna- former player he gets it he's a player's coach so who's gonna be the next coach you think oh is anybody out there Sean Marks, the Nets GM, declined to, to discuss the next coach. He said, uh, I'm absolutely not going to comment on the next coach. Jacques Vaughn is our head coach right now.
2: Jacques.
0: Jacques. Jock Strap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what his mom calls him. <laughs> that was his nickname. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like uh, he was forced out. He's a good coach. He'll find another job for sure. Yeah. I think there's going to be teams after him.
2: Well, it's going to be a sought after job, so they're going to go with a Van Gundy, a Thibodeau. They're going to go with a first time head coach.
4: And there's it's there's tight. a lot of coaches with playoff experience that are out there that are that are available. So I'm sure though I doubt they'll bring in a rookie coach. It doesn't make sense.
3: But well, the, but the, but the, the, at this point, I don't think the coach is the problem because no, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are going to tell you who their coach is going to be. Right, exactly. and,
0: and there were clearly issues between. Coaching and those players.
2: Right. Who was who was the coach? Uh, this is a trivia, but who was the coach that won a championship with Kyrie Irving? He's, Tyron available. Lou. he's available. and that's what Ty, and, I,
4: and I. Yeah, Tyronn Lue won that. He is available, yep. and I did hear something that uh, that Irving wants Lue to coach mm. the team.
0: Mm. I think that Jacques Vaughn. He's a player's coach. He's a former player. He could he could end up with the job. But yeah, bringing somebody in with championship pedigree would also help. Although. Vaughn did win a championship with the Spurs in 1997, I think.
3: <clears throat> yeah, it said that he prefers Clippers. 2007. And Lou. Sorry, <laughs>
1: 2000. A bit, a bit of a difference well,
2: here. Lionel Hollins won a championship with the Blazers in 77. You can bring him in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hollins has uh, championship
2: rings. And he used to coach the Nets. Yeah, he already coached that
0: team. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might still have a place out there. Who knows? He probably does. He's still paying rent. Uh let's see. What else happened in the NBA? Your boy, uh, your boy got a job. Joakim. Got Joakim Noah got a job. He got hired by the Clippers.
3: 10-day contract is what he's on right now. I'm trying to find stuff on it, but it's basically saying that uh, Clippers signing him to a 10-day deal. They don't know what's going on. They're just making sure if he can actually play. Yeah. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. they need a big guy in there. He's six eleven, two thirty, two 230, two-time all-star. He's I mean, a player of the year. I so, believe he
4: would have been picked up a lot earlier had he not injured himself. He was great. Uh, last season showed showed what he had, and kind of a bounce back year. And I, I kind of did firmly expect him to get picked up
0: mm-hmm. before the start of the season. And then he didn't. Then he injured himself, and he had to work his way back through it. I, I think he'll be able to contribute off the bench for his ten to fifteen minutes sporadically. I mean, he's he's that energy guy too. You need those kind of players. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. They're pretty deep over there in uh, Clipper Land.
3: Do the Clippers need him?
4: Well, well, speaking of that, uh, you know, yesterday you had that big Lakers-Clippers matchup. Both teams now pretty stacked, obviously. You know, I, I watched that entire game uh, through three quarters, three and a half quarters, pretty tight. But then down the stretch, you could just tell who the better team was. You had AD and LeBron just both playing out of their minds. Yeah, Fun to watch, but you can tell, like, I mean, the Lakers are built for it. Clippers probably are, too. They'll probably meet in the Western Conference Finals.
0: Yeah, probably.
4: Did uh, hey, Bo? Did you happen to see uh, what what Pat Beverly said uh, about LeBron after the game? I did not. He uh, he claimed that LeBron was easy to guard. <laughs> he's
0: talking some shit, huh? Yeah, I like Pat Beverly.
4: I mean, he's gonna talk his shit.
0: I but... mean, I, he he's just that guy. Yeah, you know, he's just that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a gangster.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
4: Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> LeBron's gonna see that. I'm like, okay, you think I'm easy to guard? We'll see you again. We'll see what happens. He's gonna
3: run him over in the next week. Uh, someone's talking about it. doesn't matter who the coach of the Nets, Kyrie's gonna act a fool and Katie's gonna score 30 a night. So, so yeah. get what you get.
0: Yeah, they want a coach that's gonna let them play who they want to play. Like uh, DeAndre wants to play. He needs a coach that's gonna let him play. Yeah. Put your best foot forward. Did uh did, did anybody watch any of the games yesterday? Anything anybody else caught? Oh, yeah, Celtics played
4: Thunder. Lost. Thunder handed them a loss. Yeah, that was a good one. They, they've been
0: also uh, slumping as of, as of late.
3: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Boston had won the last five matchups against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma went ahead and won this one. Okay.
3: Look, Boston's going to screw around and jump into fourth place. They are only a game and a half above Miami for third. I mean, you've got from sixth place...
4: In the last ten, they have almost equal records. Boston, I believe, is five and five, and 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 uh, and Miami is six and four. So it's not like one of them is eight and two, uh, while the other is, you know, say three and seven. So they're playing about equal.
3: Yeah, but they're half a game, and they're a game and a half ahead. Boston is. I mean, they lose, they lose another one, and, and Miami won one, so they lose one more, and Miami wins. They're half a game up. I mean, it's. <laughs> Yeah, Boston's been – I've really liked Boston the past couple of years, man, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing over there. I love Jalen Brown. I think um,
0: – Kemba Walker. Jason
3: Tatum. Jason Tatum. Tatum. I think I think those two Kimball guys – The whole team's just awesome.
4: Gordon Hayward. We know they
0: got it in the front office, and then their coach is awesome too.
3: Yeah. Brad
0: Stevens. Uh, Marcus Smart's having another good year. We talked about them last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They might be lacking on the bench a little bit. They maybe. got
3: Taco Fall, dude.
0: Yeah, he's playing in the G League, yeah.
4: <laughs> having some run in the G League, and uh, they they got my uh, my Tennessee alum Grant Williams playing there.
0: Yeah, yeah, Grant. He's okay. He's got to get better. He needs to take advantage of the off season. Yeah, he's uh, you
4: know he he was still a first round pick, but definitely has
3: a lot to uh, a lot to improve on.
0: I mean, to honestly, play in, this le-
4: in this level,
3: the story is going to be is Marcus Smart going to stab somebody on the court this year? I mean, he's already going off after fans. He went off at that that referee. You know, I mean, what's going on with this dude? He picked up a pretty, pretty hefty
4: fine after uh, trying to guard for those refs. What was it? it was either twenty-five cash. or fifty thousand
0: cash. And I'll say it again: Marcus Smart's having the best year of his career. He is. Do, do, mean, do what he I, do. What he does, he don't care about the money. That's right. Still making it. Yeah, he's uh he's turning into an elite stopper scorer at the one-two combo guard. I mean, he
4: was. That's what he was in college, mm-hmm. coming out of what OK State, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, I mean, he was. He's a heck of a player. Then he's, and like you said, he's developing into to one at this level as well. He's
0: grown. He's kept working. Last week we discussed doing a uh, Bo's little five minutes where he watches the last five minutes of close games throughout the week, whenever possible, of course. Bo, what were a couple of the games that you watched?
2: I watched two from yesterday: the Thunder and Boston game, we were just kind of talking about, and then the Pacers and the Mavs. Okay. Uh, Since we're getting closer to the playoffs, I try to. Possible watch playoff teams, and it's even better if you have an East and West team playing. I feel like, you know, matchups that you don't normally see. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we're just talking about the Boston game. That, that was a fun ending to that game. I did have a theoretical question for you guys. So, do you think that uh, Marcus Smart and Jason Ta- Jason and Tatum are what Grizzlies fans hoped if you could take Tony Allen and Mike Conley and make a one player, you get Marcus Smart, and then what Rudy Gay could have been. And
4: mm. Jason and Tatum. I mean, that's not a bad comparison at yeah, all. Yeah, that's pretty
3: good, actually.
2: Yeah. Well, we never, we never got that version of Tatum from Gay, but no. Conley and T.A. might.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always liked Marcus Smart for that very reason. He reminded me of Tony. He's a dog. Yeah, definitely. He's a dog. He's better offensively, but yeah, he's good. Something about that Oklahoma. Something about going to school in Oklahoma. It's right. What worked out for Tony and worked out for Marcus Smart. Yeah, they know what they're doing over there. They've got a certain type of player they like over there, I guess. Yeah. Whoever that coach is. Uh, Tony, yeah. Well, Rudy, mm, it's a shame. (laughs) Rudy always
4: thought he was better than he was uh, (laughs) to his detriment. Uh, I don't want to jump too far into Grizzlies, but we have a Player currently on our roster that thinks he's much better than he actually is, <laughs> but uh, this time around it is better for the Grizzlies. Like we need him to think he's better than he is; he yeah. benefits the team. And then that's
0: uh, that's Dylan Brooks. He's been all right. He's been up and down. Yeah, I think you're onto something there, Bo, with the Tatum Rudy. If Rudy worked like Tatum, who knows? Who knows what? I know. That,
2: well, that's what they were. You know, clearly that's what Jerry West was hoping for. That was Jerry West made that trade right?
0: Yeah, he did. He said Rudy was gonna be the next superstar.
4: Yeah, we sent that was the Kevin Love uh the draft. We sent Kevin we no. drafted Kevin Love. Oh
0: uh-uh. no That was the Stro Stro Pettier trade. Yeah that was OJ Mayo. Yeah, you're thinking of OJ. Oh okay. Yeah, you're it's right. Mistaken. Remember, mistaken.
3: remember we we woke we woke up in the in the morning thinking we had Kevin Love and it's like oh OJ. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess
0: that happens. That could have gone either way too, OJ. Right. But uh going back to Rudy. Yes, Jerry West had us all convinced that he was going to be the next Kobe Bryant or some shit. Well, they even maxed him out after his rookie deal. At mm-hmm. the time, they gave
4: him whatever the max was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah. undeserved, undeserved money, but he got it.
0: That was back when Wallace was running the show. Yeah, Wallace said, "Well, it's not untradeable, but at the time, we still thought Rudy could develop." Well, wasn't that uh, wasn't that Wallace's kind of uh,
4: mantra so to speak that no contract is untradeable
0: mm-hmm. he wasn't wrong but what are you gonna do just let rudy walk yeah you gotta pay him i don't think he put the work in i think he just got by on natural ability for most of his career
4: well then also you know the the fact came out that he needed glasses that he didn't wear for <laughs> <Yeah>. years <laughs> you know how so much I, that pissed me can, off i can't really Dude. see that well i'm trying to shoot the ball Dude. <laughs> we were down and maybe, like maybe i get
3: some contacts late games I mean, to buzzer beaters and this guy, we got to give it to this dude. And come to find out, oh, I couldn't see shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> thanks, man, appreciate
0: it. No wonder he's dribbling a ball off his face. right. Just, just right. Right.
3: we're just pounding it into the damn floor
4: over and over and over. and Then jacks a shot that's going <laughs> to clank off the rim.
0: And we're and and,
3: and we thought after that one dude, what is say? No, that fucking Rudy Gay. <laughs> Was that dude Toronto? Yeah, the Toronto game. Yeah,
0: we're like, all right, Rudy Gay. It's like, oh, the motherfucker can't see. Bo, did you catch another one of those? Five minutes. Yeah, I
2: watched uh, Pacers at Mavs. It, it, it was it was close. It was fun to watch. It was fun to see Oladipo get kind of getting back to his old self, and then and then also watching Sabonis. <laughs> he's been really really mm-hmm. good this year. Oh yeah. It'll be interesting. Just it'll be fun to see them in the playoffs, whatever matchup they have. Mm-hmm. I think Sabonis is still kind of even though he's an all star, I think he's still underrated. You know, the, played the Mavs, which we've already talked about. More of a fun exercise to so we'll watch a close game, and I didn't really get. Anything too deep from watching it, other than it was
0: close. And well, going
4: back to that uh, that Mass paper, uh, Pacers game that Bo was just mentioning, I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw this, Bo. Uh, after the game, uh, Luca waited fully, still dressed in uniform. Normally, they say he takes a shower, then comes out, speaks to reporters, uh, but stayed in uniform, waited for reporters to get there, and, and complained about uh, some lack of calls. Felt like he got hit on the chin. He, he was not happy with with the way that all went down. Don't know if you may have saw that.
2: Yeah, he was not. He definitely was not happy with how they were calling the game towards the end. I think with any calls, it could go either way. He I mean, had a reason to be pissed.
4: And they're still, you know, they're still fighting for seeding So just, you know, to some degree, so every game they want to, you know, they they need and want to win.
3: You know, it's kind of crazy because usually year in year out, the East is not the best. And I mean, for I mean, the last couple of decades, post Jordan, r- right? I mean, the seventh seed right now, Brooklyn, is uh twenty nine and thirty four, and they're the seventh seed, right? But, I mean, if you look from six to three, and there's four games, basically, that separate that. There's four games, and that's a huge deal because the choosing never a race. You know, someone runs away with it, and the Bucs will probably run away with it. But still, just to watch that and watch the movement, knowing how many, what, games we have left, 18 games left in the season...
4: Yeah, the Gri- well, the Grizzlies are 32 and 32, so they have 18. So right, so let's say like between well, probably 17, 18 17 and Well, 18 and 20 is probably what the rest of the league is, is going to be in
3: that range. Then you're going to have movement move from 3, 3 to three to 6, at least in the East. Now,
0: that's going to be fun. Well, you're talking about four games. That's also the difference between, in the West, the 8th and, what, like 12th spot? Right, absolutely. <clears throat> same, same difference. I mean, you have— Four games is a lot, man. You think four games is but a lot but with this late in the season too yeah when you have 20 or less games left right. four games is a lot that's yeah. i mean that's one team having to go on a serious roll and at the same time another team going on a roll in but i mean you had reverse Houston, direction. but Houston lost
3: they're four in a row and Utah's won five in a row so i mean literally they flip-flop now granted i mean you don't know what's going to happen but hell if these yeah. teams start going on losing streaks i mean things are going to change hell I mean, they could even get to the point to where can the Grizzlies no the Grizzlies can't catch Houston. But uh, we're
4: we're eight eighth or, eighth or nothing. Yeah. Uh speaking of eighth, did anybody happen to catch that Toronto uh Sacramento game yesterday?
0: Uh yeah, I saw NBA some of NBA T V game. Yeah, I saw some of that.
4: Toronto ended up holding on for the uh for the for the Grizzlies fans out there still caring about Marcus Saul. Finally saw him get some action, get some run again. Uh so you know, good for him, but he's definitely not the uh the reason that uh, Toronto held out and won the game.
0: King's almost got that one. Yeah, it was tight all the way around. I'm kind of rooting for the Kings a little bit. Really? Yeah, they just remind me of the Grizzlies, I think. They're just a team that's scrappy upstarts. They're scrappy, they're young, they're really fighting. They're pulling out some wins that they probably shouldn't. Hanging with the champs like that, it's, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Kawhilis, but it's still a good one. Yeah, they're, uh, they're
4: still the champs. And then Pascal Siakam, who was you know great last year, shown this year that he had another gear, That that he is, you know, he can carry that team. He's been playing incredibly well.
3: That dude, Norman Powell, killing it, too. He's getting 30 a game right now. I mean, he, you know, he was player of the week. Pascal, he's probably,
4: what do you think, most improved player of the year? I mean, it wouldn't surprise, but, I mean, he was already playing, especially in that playoff run, playoff run on. He played like he was an elite player, mm-hmm. and then all season long without Kawhi, he's played at that same level. So last mm-hmm. year when he was doing it, you're like, well, you are you playing it like this because you're playing with Kawhi? Or are you playing like this? Because that is what you bring, and clearly that is what he is.
0: Yeah. He's just been more consistent maybe this year, playing at a high level. Like another step. I mean, he's getting 30 points a game this year. What's he averaging? how he look that shit up? Who, who's that? Pascal Siakam. Got it right here, dude. He is
3: averaging right now 23 points a game. This yeah. is huge. So, I mean, you're 100% right. He's also getting 10 more minutes. Okay. okay. He's getting ten more minutes, but his improvement shooting has gotten well, his field goals have gone down five percent. But still he's taking more volume though. Right. His assists have gone up by one, his rebounds have gone up by two, his points by game have yeah. go up by twelve points. Yeah. That's huge, man. Yeah,
0: that's that's that's
3: borderline improved player. I there. mean right. And then losing uh losing uh uh the two Denny uh uh, Danny Green and losing uh, Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. I mean, this dude stepped up to a point. I don't think anyone would think he was going to do that.
0: Yeah. Kind of caught me off guard at the beginning of the year. He came out blazing, and he's kept it up. Bo, what do you think about Siakam?
2: He's the real deal. going to be an All-NBA player. And I they, so. I, I, they paid him like he was going to do this, so they, they clearly knew something that we didn't. Last year, I remember in fantasy basketball, I was <laughs> – I was upset I didn't draft him, and then yeah. I was even more upset the Grizzlies didn't draft him. <laughs> what was he, the 20, 27th pick? Yeah, the 27th pick in the sixteen draft. It's insane.
4: Oh, that's crazy.
2: Ouch. I'm glad they didn't draft him because now we have a new front office. The Grizzlies have a new front office and everything, so it all worked out.
4: Well, and, and to kind of add on what you were saying, if we had drafted him, especially at that low the twenty seventh pick, we might not have given him the proper look, and especially if he'd had been around with a new front office that just prime betrayed those guys. Because every every new front office wants to bring in their guys for the floor, their guys to coach. And if it's not someone that, you know, is a superstar, then pretty much everybody is on the block to go.
0: Yeah, and he maybe changes the outlook of the Grizzlies records those years. Then we don't end up with John Morant. Possibly Jaron. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. And would you rather have Siakam or John Morant right now? John Morant. Ooh, that's a tough oh, about- building build, I'd rather build it around a point guard. Yeah. You know, definitely. But
3: what's your take?
2: Uh, well, I think I, I'd rather have the guy that was picked four spots later from Siakam, Deontay Davis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn it. He was
4: uh, a <laughs> hell of a player. The, the yeah. most pissed off millionaire I've ever seen in my life
2: when he got drafted. I was- that That's guy. Stefanski, I think he he wanted him. Evan
0: <laughs> Wallace. Where did where he go? Bo Michigan State.
4: Deontay did. Yeah.
0: Where's Jerry he at? Where's
4: he at? By the way, Deontay Davis is not in the league. He's not in the G League. Yeah, I don't
0: think, think, he think he's, he's in. The, he's in the G-, G League? Trying to learn how to be a person.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know how else is in this G League, a lot of scrubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, the G League has
4: produced a ton of players here recently. Uh, with the NBA only having the two rounds in their draft, and that that the G league is doing exactly what they wanted it to do is developing these young players who've come up, who've made a name for themselves and maybe necessarily, you know, weren't as highly regarded coming out of college as they should have been. Uh, Or maybe they just didn't play up to their potential then. But uh, you've seen a ton of good players in the last year or two uh, coming out of the G league.
0: So when I was uh, looking for these games to watch, Bo, these five minute games, these theoretical games, I was going to watch and I did not watch Yes. I kind of looked at some scores to kind of pick a game to go back and rewatch the last 5 minutes of. And these were some interesting ones, and I'll just kind of go over these kind of quickly here. Houston lost to New York by 2 points, 123-125. Dallas at Chicago, Dallas lost 107 to 109. Brooklyn beat Boston 129-120. Minnesota beat New Orleans 139-134. Golden State beat Denver. 116 to 100, Utah beat Boston 99-94. Miami lost to New Orleans 104-110. Milwaukee lost to the Lakers 103-113. Denver lost in Cleveland 102-104. Philly lost to the Warriors 114-118. And Sacramento beat Portland 123 to 111. So those were all like kind of upsets that I wanted to go back and watch but unfortunately didn't get around to it but those were some there were some crazy upsets last week yeah
2: yeah there's some weird stuff going on for sure
0: yeah if you we were betting on games you would have lost a lot of money. I don't really have much more to add on no that. I mean before I know
4: at some point I feel like we we're going to talk about the Grizzlies but before we got there, don't know if anybody saw the new power rankings that came out this week. This is, these are the ESPN power rankings, by the way. Okay. Uh, Milwaukee stayed number one. LA two, Clippers three, Toronto four, Boston five. Denver moved up from seventh to sixth. Utah moved five spots from twelve up to seven. All right, they've they've come on come on strong as of late. Miami from from nine to eight. Houston after their kind of crummy week down from six to nine okc from eight to ten dallas stays at 11 pacers from 13 to 12 philly from 10 to 13 memphis 15 to 14 brooklyn 17 to 15 even after they got waxed by us and lost their coach sacramento the team but jeff is kind of pulling forward they've moved up into uh to the 16s you know to their spot there, Magic from 16 to 17, and then New Orleans still at 18, even though most pundits seem to think they have the best shot of making the playoffs, which I guess looking at the record they do, but writing off a lot of other things to put them in. Portland at 19, Spurs at 20, Suns 21, Wizards 22, Hornets 23, Bulls 24. Now we're just
3: getting into the depths. Yeah, yeah, the rest
0: of them can eat ass. Dude,
3: I'm, I tell you, one of the biggest moves was what you said was just Denver. Yeah. I, I like Utah. Denver. And, well, Denver, Denver. Denver went down. They were sixth last week, and now they're tenth.
0: That's a huge well, jump. Well, they lost. Well, right, uh, they, they did, yeah. They did. They, they, they lost some bullshit games. They lost to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should move down if they can't win these games. You, you know, you're, a number two, you're supposed to be the number two team in the West, and you're losing games. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not pulling for. Oh, I don't say pulling. I'm saying <laughs> you, you, they interest you. You're keeping up with them. They're fun to watch right now. There we go. I've been enjoying watching them, but that's about it. No, I'm not pulling for them. I'm pulling for Harry Giles. I want him to do well. And De'Aaron looks like a fucking stud out there, but that's about where that stops. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you,
4: you've been on the Giles train for
0: a while now. Yeah, yeah, Giles. It's my guy. He he's been a little down this week, so we'll see. He's got to bring his level back up. I don't know if his minutes went down or what, but he's been kind of down. Yeah, those are some interesting uh, – the power rankings are always kind of interesting. But they don't – they just kind of tell you who's winning games they should win and who's losing games they shouldn't. Or who's winning games they shouldn't win when they move up uh-huh. the way they do. Uh-huh. Yeah, when they move up. It's tough. It's hard to move up. I feel like easier to move down. You got, Because, you know, obviously it's harder to beat the teams ahead of you. Right. Well, well, and the deeper you get
4: into the season, most teams figure out who they are. And they're so the ones that should win do win for the most
3: part. Golly. Some of these teams, man, I'm telling you, the whole thing changes because of injuries. The whole thing changes. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, we'll see. You know, the the big injury around the league right now, one we haven't really touched on, Giannis, could be out for a little bit. Uh, and there's no real reason to rush him out, uh, rush him back, considering that uh, Milwaukee's essentially already locked in the playoffs. And, and they've got – some some cushion between the number two team in the East. Who yeah, I but
3: on the flip side, they've lost two, and Toronto's won two, won three. Toronto's one three, and they've lost three. Now, granted, they're seven and a half games up.
4: That's that's the thing to consider. They're right. seven and a half games up, no, with, I, like, twenty I games to go. They've right. got a cushion.
3: I don't know, man. That 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 skids to that skids to five losses, and that skids up to you know six wins. Uh oh, still that, not close. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to make drama, no. man. Come on, no. Who is it? Milwaukee and Toronto. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee.
3: Uh, I mean, ter- Milwaukee's lost to Toronto is 1-3. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. It's seven and a half games. I, I get it. It yeah, won't
0: sh- happen. Yeah. But there's a hope. With, uh, with Milwaukee, there really is no. And they do play Boston next week. Yep. But I don't know if there's any reason for them to rush him back for that game.
3: I wouldn't. I mean, even if you, there's no way you're getting that second
0: spot, I don't a, think. What is it, a knee sprain? I'd, take, I'd give him two weeks. At least off. At least, so how many games would that be? You figure I mean, seven if, or so.
4: Yeah, six, seven. Well, yeah. six or seven, depending on the week.
0: Right.
3: Yeah. Uh oh, you lose all those in Toronto. No, I'm
0: kidding. i just <laughs> you got, Yeah, you lose all those. <laughs> <laughs> they did just lose. They were on
4: pace to win like seventy games at one point. And then now, all of a sudden, they're going to drop twelve in a row. <laughs> right. Laddie's well, friggin uh, reality is going to come true. I'm they putting, do just. I'm, I'm
3: putting money on it now. I'm going to
0: tunica baby. <laughs> they did just lose to Phoenix, so who knows. Uh,
3: Phoenix scored some points too,
4: 140 on that S. Yeah, I mean the stop clock is right twice a day, so you know things happen.
0: Phoenix is not good. They have a couple of good players there, but they're they're a bit away.
4: I mean that we've been saying that for a couple decades. No, not a couple yeah. decades, but for a, a solid decade about Phoenix, they've been
3: rebuilding, 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 and then nothing ever seems to come of it. I agree. I like. Uh, I kind of like what they're doing over there. Just I don't know if they get it together. Bo, where are
0: you at?
2: On Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, I think they were good when they had Hornacek and they won 48 games and missed the playoffs. by. <laughs> and they had some players. No, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, Aaron Baines is like the next coming of LeBron James, apparently. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> One guy I like on – is Phoenix. LeBron is a seven-foot slow white guy now. <laughs> One guy I like on Phoenix is that Mikel Bridges. I like him too. He was on that Villanova Wildcats team that won – Two championships in three years. Yeah. It's a top ten draft pick. I I like this guy. We still got that winning pedigree. Seven one wingspan. Dude, I like Javon Carter and I wish the Grizzlies didn't get rid of that guy. Okay, let's
4: touch on this for a second. The Grizzlies turned Javon Carter and Kyle Corver's old ass into DeAnthony Melton and uh D'Anthony Melton, two draft picks and Josh Jackson. We won that trade.
3: I get it, but would you rather have Javon Carter or would you rather have I would Tyler Jones? Have Tyus, Jones. Tyus I would, Jones. I would rather
4: have Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. I would rather have Josh Jackson.
0: I would rather have DeAnthony Melton. Sure. I mean, I'm, yeah. And the two draft picks. Sure. Mikel, though, Mikel's a pretty solid player. He shoots high percentages 85 from the free throw, 60 from field goal. And his last four games, he's scored 21, 18, 12, and 15 going back from the latest game. I, don't know. I think Mikel's, He's a young guy. He's got that good pedigree, though. I think that's a guy they can – I think he plays uh, small forward. He's about six six, shooting guard small forward. Yeah. I think he's a guy that they look at to build around. Well, you hopefully play, they get, get him the ball. Hopefully
4: they get some good coaching around him. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like a lot of those – like Booker. I mean, Booker still put up great numbers. He's a heck of a player. Right. But lesser players that maybe don't play at that elite level the, the way Booker does – if you just lose all the time, man, it just sat, it just takes everything from you. Like you just become a like losing is is normal and you don't know how to win anymore.
3: But Jeff, I see what you're talking about because they got DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges. You got three guys right there. You put a point guard. Now, granted, they got Ricky Rubio, but hell, if you put a point guard, it's kind of worth the shit around them. You know, and I like Ricky. I'm not, you know, I'm, there's nothing wrong with the guy, but he's just older. You get a younger guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I, th- I think that they've got something going. I just don't know about their front office.
0: Yeah, who's the head coach over there, Laddie? It's, it's not Monty McCutcheon, is it? Did I just make that up? I think you did. Monty Williams? McCutcheon? McCutcheon. Who? It didn't say. No, they don't have a coach. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Monty Williams, that's who it is. Yeah, Monty, Monty Williams. Williams. Okay, I, I Monty had Williams. Monty, right. Yeah. 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 St- good old Steve Blake. Steve Blake's an assistant coach. Okay, so maybe they're trying to build something there.
3: I think they are. I just don't, you know, there's some coaches I just don't like. I don't like Monty Williams. You know, why don't you like Monty Williams? I, I, I just think well, he was over at the Pelicans for a while, didn't he, do anything did with pretty, them. He
4: did okay with what he had to, to deal but with. Th- th- but in New but Orleans. that's
3: the thing about it is that some of these players or some of these coaches, they have jobs, and even though they have a below 500, every team that they're on, they're below 500. But, like, you know what? You have experience. Come on over here. Come on over here. Come on over here. Yeah. And
0: sometimes it happens like that, but well, they're they, not good. They lost Josh Jackson. You know, they right. let, they lost him completely. But I think like Devin yeah, they Booker didn't
4: support him in the organization was they, right. they did that didn't do what needed to be done to keep him all in right. line.
3: All
0: right. I mean,
3: he just he's not he's not a winner. He's like a I don't know, like a Mike Brown. I mean, Mike Brown lost everywhere he went, but then all of a sudden he goes to Cleveland and he wins because LeBron James. Do you know what I'm saying? I just think it's the same thing with football. It's like Hugh Jackson. Oh, great. You've won three games in three years, but you know what? You're a head coach. We're going to give you this job. Yeah. They call it a brotherhood, regardless, any professional sport or college sport. Sport. Mm-hmm. If you're the head coach, you can get in. And I get it. You've worked your dues. But the problem is, is you're hiring people that aren't winners, and you want to have a you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, look for example, look at the Nets. Nets just have a, a coach. Who are you gonna get? Are you gonna get a Tyrone Lou who who coached LeBron James? No, are you gonna get Popovich? We know. Are you? Are you going to go? Are you? Are you going to well, no, no, no. <laughs> get Popovich no, to come but I'm from to the Spurs? No. To are, are, are you, you going to go find a coach who is, who has a winning record? You know, get Eric Spolstra. Are you going to go for one of these guys? Those yeah. guys are. Lo- I mean, the guys, the
4: two guys you just named are, are, are locked in essentially for life with where they are. That's what I'm Pop's saying. Pop's about to retire. Spolstra is not going anywhere. They just re-signed him to some huge contract a year or so ago.
3: But,
0: oh. but, but that's what I'm saying. They go go. Who are they going to go get? Re- realistically. Well, Bo's Bo's mentioned a couple names a couple times on this podcast. Van Gundy. Who else, Bo? Who else do you like as replacement head coaches?
2: Oh, I don't necessarily like Van Gundy or Thibodeau, but those are like. They're like the names. Right,
3: but Bo, do you
0: see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
3: And I I don't like that. I think that you, like what the Grizzlies did, they got an assistant coach who Ah. they think is going to work, and all of a sudden, you know, we've done well. He's a player
0: development coach. Well, I mean, Fizdale was a guy like that, too.
1: He I didn't work. He's shit, flamed
0: out two different places, too. That shit can come, or it can work or not work. Yeah. There's no, I no guarantee.
3: S- say, same with uh, Lionel Hollins. He was great with the Grizzlies. And then all of a sudden, he went to the Nets and
0: uh, didn't do anything. Where's he at now? Lakers?
3: I think he is an assistant on that
0: Lakers team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And I think sometimes that these ball players, and I'm not saying the Suns by any means, but like some of these ball players, players like LeBron James or Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, they dictate a coach's future. I mean, even the guy David Blatt was great. He was a good coach. They had a winning record with the number one player in the world. And they're like, yeah, we're not, we don't want you anymore. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. the guy had just won over in Greece or, or wherever he won. He won that uh the, the team he was over. The League, Yeah, he won that.
0: Yeah, I think the Suns got some pieces there they can build around. Obviously, they got to figure it out. Maybe it is coaching. I don't know. Maybe they just need to grow. I haven't watched enough Suns games to really know anything about them. I, I've got Devin Booker on my fantasy, so like, I got to try to watch him as much as possible.
3: <laughs> I love Devin Booker. I had a Suns fan yeah, try to
4: argue with me with Twitter and his whole argument. He was like, well, the Suns are basically the Grizzlies. His one argument was that they – uh, if you look at point differential at, at that time, this is a month or so ago, they were similar, but the Grizzlies had won like eight in a row and or you know eight of ten or something like that, and the Suns had not even been playing 500 basketball. And I tried to tell the guy, yeah, mean they're, they're not the same teams. Uh, you're looking at point differential. You're not taking into account that the Grizzlies were not good at the start of the season, and, and that now they are. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's
0: mm-hmm. al- always factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the Grizzlies have just ran the team differently. Yeah. And Booker and John Moran are different guys, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, in the head. I think <laughs> yeah. oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh,
4: Moran also tries to make his team better. Yeah. And not to, you know, Booker's a great individual player. Can you say that Booker's making his teammates better as well? Hey, you want this? I will I will take <laughs> a beer,
3: please. <laughs> no, I I, I mean, I, I get it for sure. I, I really do. You know, I'm I'm just looking at it from a completely different angle.
0: So, speaking of Mikael Bridges, I also have another guy that we – Should talk about. Have you guys watched this Duncan Robinson? Yes.
3: That three-point shooter? Ooh.
0: (laughs) Kid is legit, right? All right. I want to kind of give a breakdown on him a little bit. First of all, he's a 25-year-old shooting guard, small forward, 6'7", 215. He's a Michigan guy, so he was part of that Michigan team in uh, 2017-2018 that went to the championship game against Villanova and lost. Uh, He's always been a great three-point shooter. He's an undrafted player. Undrafted. Undrafted. Did he work his way out through the G League? Yeah, he played uh, summer league with the Miami Heat. After five summer league games, he averaged 12 points, two rebounds, shooting 58% from the field, including 63%, seven of, 17 of 23 on the three-pointers. He agreed to a two-way contract in 2018. He was the 2019 All-NBA G League third-team selection after posting 21 points with 51% field goals, 48% threes, along with 4.3 rebounds, three assists. These stats resulted in his contract being converted to a standard two-year contract on April 9th. Uh, He was also in the three-point contest this year at the All-Star Game. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Yeah. He also set an a heat franchise record for three pointers made in a season this year,
3: yeah, I saw that.
0: How did he go undrafted in his last um, several games here he said ten nine twenty seven twenty four golly he's shooting at one game in one game he shot seventy five percent from the field. I just don't, that was a game he scored twenty seven points against Orlando his last ten games. He's averaging 50% from three, 16.5 points a game. On the regular season, he's getting 13 points a game. And he's averaging 45% from three. He's playing 30 minutes a game. God,
3: 45%
0: from three-pointer. I mean, come on. A couple days ago, when they played Dallas, he got 24 points, five rebounds, four assists, and 39 minutes. Boy's
3: good. Boy's good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Robinson's good. He joins Damian Lillard and James Harden as the only players with at least eight three-pointers made in back-to-back games this season. What I'm reading that Robinson had a chance for an even larger performance but looked hesitant to take big-time shots in crunch time. Regardless, he's on a tear, and one would imagine his role will only continue to increase. Pat wants to take a bathroom break. Go ahead, Pat. You don't have to ask. You don't need a a hall pass. Actually, he
3: does, Pat. Uh, you can't leave anywhere. We're not done yet. I mean, I don't know how professional we're being here. I'm trying to. I'm he, trying can, to like, he,
0: can, he can stop. Do shit on everyone. the slide. Not here. professional at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're here. Actually, that's why we're doing this for free. Yeah, on our day off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, have you watched this uh, Duncan Robinson at all?
2: Uh, I've watched the Heat a little bit, uh, but not not enough to give you a, a breakdown now.
0: Is he, a, is he a steve novak good comparison maybe I
2: think
1: he's better. i think he's better probably
0: yeah i don't know what he's doing on defense but he's an offensive highlight reel yeah i saw him play the other day and he just lights out shooting dude it's insane it's been fun uh watching him keeping up with him i thought we should bring some attention to him yeah maybe 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 not maybe who gives a shit
2: maybe 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 not maybe fuck you Maybe go fuck yourself, huh? Yeah, whatever it is,
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh,
3: So if you were going to be a betting person, do not put any of your money on the Mavericks. Everybody's out for them today. Uh, Michael Kidd-Gurlcrest is out. Uh, He don't matter. Finney Smith is out. Seth Curry's out. Colleen Stein is out. Out is out. (laughs) I mean, everybody from them is out.
2: I got about 15 minutes in me until the school bus gets here. You can bail. It's no big deal.
0: They're playing the Spurs. Dallas is playing the Spurs. All right, then. Put your money on the Spurs, man. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk Grizz, coronavirus in the NBA, and maybe a couple other things. Let's talk about Grizz next week. Next week, Grizzlies have Tuesday at home against the Magic. Thursday at Portland. That's a late game, 9 o'clock Central Time. Saturday at Jazz, 8 o'clock. A little late, but it's Saturday night, 8 o'clock. And it's just three games next week. Last week, the Grizzlies went 2-1 for the week. Two wins, one loss. They beat Atlanta. They lost to Dallas. Not bad. Got spanked by Dallas. Yeah, not so good with Dallas there. But the Atlanta games were blowouts. Honestly, didn't uh, pay too much attention to those games. Once Uh, they get to blowouts, it's like, well.
4: (laughs) Well, speaking uh, speaking of the blowout game, the Atlanta win... Grizz, and, and also yesterday, I think was International Women's Day. Grizz, uh new assistant uh, Niall Ivy, former Notre Dame coach, it was the lead scout for the for the Atlanta wins. And uh, so far, when she's the lead scout, the Grizz are ten and zero. So uh, we might need to have her keep doing being, it, <laughs> being the lead scout.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's an interesting stat. That really is cool. That's that's badass. Yeah, good for her mm-hmm.
3: and us actually. You know, I mean, come on, we we need to win as well. I mean we're you know, we're about five
4: hundred with our with our guys out with injuries, you know, with Jaron out, with Brandon out and, and then with Justice out. But there's uh, some, some other grizz news, you know, stuff today. Justice is on a one day practice rehab assignment with the Memphis Hustle to be immediately recalled. He could see some action in the next week or so from things I read. Jaron also back soon.
0: hmm Yep. Jaron, no rush. Come back when you're ready, baby. That's saying it could be back Tuesday or Thursday. Okay. That's good. I mean, we got a couple guys filling in those big spots, but it's been tough with him and Brandon Clark out. Uh, One correction I want to make real quick. We played Atlanta last week and the week prior. Last week was Dallas Nets Hawks, so I messed up a little bit there, but that's all right. The Nets game was a blowout, too. That's what I was thinking. Bo, did you catch any of those Grizzlies games?
2: I watched some of the Dallas games they got beat by a good team i felt like and then atlanta's just pitiful i watched some of some of those games i mean Trey Tra- Tra- young's fun but is he a winning, winning player i guess it you know, doesn't seem like it then how's atlanta fit clint capella in with john collins is that gonna run protection and rebounding defense
0: you got to think Clint's part it's of that long time. It's fun. I
2: guess Trey Young and Zhao ja are, are friends or whatever. And uh, it'll, be, it's fun. it'll be a fun rivalry twice a year.
0: Atlanta. I don't think anybody's going to be looking at them to win games for the next several years. They got to build something bigger there. Yeah.
4: Well, hopefully they turn that back around soon. We could use uh, kind of a new South in basketball. <sighs> Atlanta good. Us yeah. good. Pelicans good. Yeah. What Dallas is doing over there as well. You know, a bunch of. Much of fun young teams all out of the south can be kind of cool
0: let's see what else with the grizzlies they had a signing uh
4: yeah grizz just signed uh michael porter's
0: younger brother jonte porter
4: all right uh rehabbing his way back from a couple acls uh undrafted uh but uh essentially signing this year to a pro-rated rookie deal with a team option for next year Right now, it's going to cost this uh, about 197k. <laughs> with uh, the team option, has to be picked up by June 25th, which would pay him 1.5 next year. But I've you know saw a couple of uh, you know the, I think it was Bobby Marks or somebody said that uh, based on progress, the Grizz may actually look at declining that team
3: option and picking him and and then signing him to a much longer deal. They said they want to. They said they've been eyeing this guy for such a long, long time. I mean, coming out, he was a five-star recruit. Yeah. I mean, he was a great prospect
4: until he got injured.
3: Right. So kind of like his brother to a point, too. So, uh, I mean, if you can steal that, our front office is making some big, big moves. I mean, they haven't missed really yet. So let's hope that streak continues. Yep. It's really good.
4: And then, uh, you know, other things to consider. Um, with with the roster the way it you know currently is made up uh Yuto watanabe uh, is you know the our two- way guy right now he's with the team or has been uh he's on the second year of his two- way he's mm-hmm. almost maxed out his 45 days in the league mm-hmm. And he can't sign another two-way, so we're gonna have to we're gonna end up cutting him anyway. Maybe we're gonna have another roster spot.
3: So they're saying Porter signed a multi-year deal with the Grizzlies. It says he's rehabbed two separate knee injuries, but he's progressed well enough and is expected to be ready for training camp next season. So someone's got to go.
0: Yeah, it's probably Uda, or it could be they have another guy on a ten-day, Anthony Tolliver. Well, well, there's Tolliver. There's also uh, who's
4: the who's the white guy that has been Conchar, not Conchar, the other one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Marco Guterich. Not
4: Guterich. There's yeah. another guy who's been really
0: kind of sorry. Oh yeah, they 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 got rid of the uh, Arkansas boy. And not Dusty, Dusty Hands? Hannah's? No, no, the other one. Uh, whatever. It's it's not worth remembering his name. That's. I mean, that's that tells you that tells you everything you need to
4: know
1: about the guy.
0: Yeah. yeah. What else happened in the Grizzlies? They're making um, some moves,
3: and you know. I think it's it's good for the future.
4: Well, I mean, this week, you know, Jeff mentioned the games, but the uh, the Orlando home game tomorrow is is you know I don't want to say a must win, but we really that's nah. a game we need to pick up before we go in and play Portland on the road. Well, that's a must win. Utah.
3: Right here, you go. I got a question. That for- Portland game is a must win. Here you go. Is it more important for the Grizzlies to win, or more important for the other teams to lose, like Portland, Kings, and Pelicans? Well, I mean, well, it's if, equal. It's, it is equal. But
4: actually, I mean, if the other teams lose and we don't have to do anything, that's yeah. true.
0: Yeah. I think the Grizz. I've always said, you know, uh, I'm a fan of them just going out and trying to win every damn night. Yeah, I'm, so, I, you
4: know, even when we were supposed to tank, tanking yeah. is never fun. Losing is never fun. I don't ever like to see my team lose. No, yeah, no. I'm, uh, well, they
2: got the. Is it this Thursday? They have the. Uh, Blazers game, yes. Portland, They right. have two yeah. games left with Portland, so those are obviously huge. Yeah, must wins must. Those wins.
0: are swing games for sure in the standings. And Portland's the one team that I am personally worried about coming up and catching catching the Grizzlies. But uh, yeah, the Grizzlies' schedule doesn't get any better from after tomorrow Tuesday night against the Magic. Tough stretch, but I don't know, man. I mean, we all said that they probably won't go five hundred. Through the end of the season, and if that's—I don't know if that's what it takes to make the playoffs. Though, I, I mean, this I think might, they can make it without going 500.
3: Right, and think about it: what if they actually get the eight seed and they're not 500? That might be the first time in a long time right. that a team—yeah, in the West, the team doesn't get 40 wins. Shit. It
0: used to take 40, 40 plus wins. Yeah, yeah, it did. And uh, you know, we
3: made
4: it—you uh, know—at 42. We never, we never made the playoffs below 500. You know, in the grit and grind era, but we, we
0: would get to 42 wins. Yeah, there's a handful of strong teams in the East now. Right. Definitely a handful. The teams I like in the East that are real competitors, I mean it's Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers. And after that there's a significant drop off, but that's a that's six teams. I mean, that's yeah. stronger than it's been in a long time coming long out time. of coming out of that conference. Long time, and you never know who's going to come up next year. I mean the Wizards could come up with John Wall, the Bulls could nah. But not the Bulls. <laughs> I like some of the things the Bulls are doing. They're getting close, but they got some internal issues apparently. I don't know. I don't know enough about them. I haven't watched enough of their games. I know Kobe White's on his way. They got a they got a couple guys there. We'll see what they do. Bulls, make the playoffs next year. You can do it. <laughs> you can be the damn Orlando Magic or I don't know. The, Nets, uh, the East is gonna get stronger next year, I think. I think it's gonna get a little tougher. But uh, let's go ahead and try it while we got Bo on the line before he has to go. Let's try to get our pick game for next week. So, these are the interesting games I see in the NBA next week. It's Raptors at Jazz on Monday. Bucks at Nuggets. Celtics at Pacers. Wednesday is Jazz at Thunder. Nugs at Mavs. Pelicans at Kings. Thursday is Celtics at Bucks, Grizz at Portland, obviously. Rakers, Lakers. Rockets at Lakers, Friday Pelicans at Jazz, Saturday Pacers at Sixers, Grizzlies at Jazz, Pelicans at Clippers, Sunday Rockets at Blazers, Nuggets at Lakers. I mean, I, I don't want to be biased, but I think the
3: Grizzlies-Portland might be a damn good game. Yeah. Because, I mean, that has, it's a must win for both teams, actually. It's playoff implications. Tons, yeah, tons
4: of playoff implications there.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: you're literally fighting for the eight seed, but it's a strong eight seed. All right. Uh, another one I like is Celtics at Bucks. Bo, have you had any time to look at the schedule for next week?
2: Well, Celtics and Bucks is, is Giannis going to play. So if he's mm-hmm. not.
0: It's, it's still a, an interesting one, though. It's a TNT it's game Thursday. It's a potential yeah. Eastern Conference Finals matchup. Lower key matchups that I would want to watch would be like Pelicans Kings. Yeah. That's a little uh, playoff matchup. I mean, that's. Or uh, fighting for the eight spot matchup.
4: matters matters for that eight seed heavily. Yeah, that uh, yeah. that Wednesday game. That's the ESPN game as well. Uh, Thursday, oh, we didn't really mention it. But uh, Houston and Lakers, uh, maybe Jeff did. I mean, if, if he did, I missed it. But, yeah, that's also, that's a TNT game. It's a late game Thursday.
0: I did mention that. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to call a King James game and watch that just cuz I don't really enjoy watching the Lakers. Everybody else is covering them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like that game's going to get mad coverage anyway. Like what's a game we can pick that's not
3: Dude, I mean okay. Utah I Utah in Oklahoma City. That'd be a damn good game too. That's Utah. A Wednesday. Utah and Oklahoma City? And Oklahoma? Well, tonight, oh, yeah. The
2: Raptors and Jazz. That's an interesting one.
0: Raptors-Jazz. It is an interesting one. Jazz are on their way up. Raptors are already there. And Milwaukee
3: and Denver. If Milwaukee loses again, Denver moves up. So we
0: got some choices. Yeah, there's a lot
3: of them. I think,
2: I think we're all going to watch that Blazers- Grizz game, so I, th- I don't think we should count that as
0: game. I'm yeah. with you. We'll just watch that one anyway. So um, I'm leaning towards Pelicans-Kings or Grizzbucks.
4: I like that Pelicans-Kings matchup because that's such a Crucial game yeah. when it comes to people chasing that eight seed yeah. versus, you know, the, the other matchup you mentioned.
0: I, yeah, I agree. And the the and Bucks are see. still gonna be yeah. number one. Which team is gonna be better? Which team actually is better there? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, let's pick that one. Wednesday, Pelicans at Kings, pick game of the week. Nice. And the best part House is the hoops.
3: Well, and the best part is that none of them are playing a back to back. They're gonna be fresh.
0: Yeah. That's I think that's
3: good. good. So that late Wednesday game for us. Nine thirty, nine thirty Central Time. I'll be in bed, but it's cool.
0: All right, now that we got the pick game figured out, does anybody else have anything they want to add on the NBA? Uh, we didn't. We uh, are we going to talk about the coronavirus impact I mean, in the NBA?
3: I think we have to, to be honest with you. It's gotten to the point now to where not only in our lives, but I mean, it, it's people are freaking out about it. In the NHLs, and they're closing down their locker rooms for certain points. Mm-hmm. So uh, festivals like. Uh, They're talking about maybe canceling Coachella. They already canceled South by Southwest. I mean, yeah, that's a huge deal. And so what are you really going to do? Is it going to get to a point where they say, well, we're not going to have the game tonight. We're not going to do this. Well, Woj tweeted out
4: earlier, you know, him reporting with Zach Lowe, uh, NBA has a conference call set up for tomorrow with the team owners uh, to discuss the escalating coronavirus crisis Mm -hmm. and uh, next steps. Uh, that follows that up saying that uh, concerns are escalating among owners and executives that the drastic steps could be coming for the league, including games played with only essential personnel in arena, which means no fans. Right. Which would suck.
3: How weird would that be? Yeah. yeah. Would you, but is, is it worth playing? I mean, yeah, they have not the they, they season. They have to,
4: they have to play yeah. the games. I mean, they got games mean, to play. I mean,
3: but think about it. How strange. You might have to cancel the game. You might have to cancel the, so to cancel the season.
4: I mean so without weird. fans they lose a ton of revenue, but what they what they would lose T V an arena, the T V ratings TV would go ratings through. The roof.
3: Go <laughs> Four minutes ago, like it says LeBron James speaks on possible playing in empty arena. He doesn't want to do it. He's Nobody wants it. to do it. Bo Bo, what do you think, man? I
2: think this is I mean it's it's like flu season. This yeah. is like a, a hyper flu season. Yeah. It's a novel it's a novel virus which humans. Have not seen therefore we don't have antibodies for this virus you just have to take the proper precautions you have to wash your hands you know don't lick the handrails <laughs> <laughs> right i think oh, that right, we all right. do daily i mean right. you know you gotta think of this just like a flu season uh-huh. and that's what this, this that's what this is now it does have now if you're older or you have additional or if you have health problems you're at higher risk but if you were to go into any nursing home and and give all all the residents just flu A or flu B from this year, it would it would kill some of them. I mean, the flu kills people every year. Yeah. Um, you know, I think some of this is an overreaction. Some of this is is a is a normal reaction to a novel virus. Well, let me
3: ask you. Well, let me ask you this though. Do you think that the NBA might be overreacting?
2: Uh, well, they haven't done anything yet. I think it's just going to change day to day. I think that putting these measures in place is not an overreaction and to talk about it you kind of have to prepare for anything
0: what is the Um, nba mostly worried about though are they worried about the fans and like the areas getting cross-contaminated or are they worried about the players strictly like both both absolutely
2: i'd like to see what like what the largest flu outbreak among nba players was and how they handled it yeah i mean jordan Uh,
0: played with it right Calling that oh, a real that
2: flu. Was, nobody else yeah, got that the flu that cool game,
0: thing. right? <laughs> I mean,
3: I, I, I think There's the Grizz
4: had the, the flu game a, a couple years back, where they were down to like what eight players or something. Oh yeah, I
3: remember that. Yeah. It says the NBA has asked teams to have several contingency plans in place by Tuesday, which is tomorrow, to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus at games. And if they're going to play in front of nobody, I understand it still happened. So it's just it should count. But then again, is this being as f- fans? What are we going to do? We're just going to sit there and read about it tomorrow on Twitter? Got a little breaking news here from Mike
4: Wallace with the Grizzlies. Grizzlies announced injury return updates today on Jaron Jackson Jr., Justice Winslow, and Brandon Clark. Jackson and Winslow are likely to return within a week. Clark not ruled out for season, which is still good for us.
0: Mm. Yeah, that Clark thing is kind of a mystery. That hip injury. Seems to have a lot to do with core strength. Really know what's going on there? Is that did he come into because he missed time early in the season with that? Did he not? He come in that way. I don't know what that is. He's fought
4: some little version of that injury for for a while now. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's like lingering. It says uh, the Golden State Warriors played a normal home game at Chase Center on Saturday night, despite a Friday warning from the city public health department urging that non-essential large gatherings mm. should be canceled or postponed due to the spread of the coronavirus. But it sounds like things may not uh, may not be normal for much longer. You're, dude. You know how much money South by Southwest brings in Austin, Texas. You know how many people show millions. You know have people show up into that place. Mm-hmm. Millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people show up in and out for two, basically a month straight. Yeah, I mean those artists all trying to make money too. Absolutely right. So now you don't have that. Coachella, one of the biggest music fests in the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, that they're talking about maybe canceling that. Oh, good. <laughs> right, <laughs> but but, but <laughs> cancel. <laughs> but I mean, but it, it's becoming. a a real issue i mean even on my radio show i'm having the owner of my radio station he's he's a doctor he's coming on to ask answer questions for people because Uh, people are freaking out about this damn thing should i go on a cruise should i not should i go to a game should i take my kid out of school i mean this is a big thing to where we're going to look back in this in a couple years and be like do you remember the coronavirus and it's not well i think so and it's not going to be like remember y2k you know if i thought that was something and it was nothing yeah, I think this could potentially be something, and we literally have until tomorrow to find out about it.
0: Whatever happens, happens. We'll we'll roll with it. I'm not personally too concerned with it. Just keep your hands clean. Just rub some tussin. Can on we it. all just wash our damn
4: hands? There you go. Just wash your hands. And and that's I, right. No nobody in the, nobody on this podcast right now is really the age bracket that really yeah th- that gets affected by it as much. <coughs> hey, you
0: feel? Are you feeling sick, Letty? Yeah, ahead. I do have a. <coughs> Go to the doctor. <laughs> you are eighty-seven years old, so that it is true. That does, does matter. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, y'all just go to the doctor. Um, Letty, I think we're we're running a little long today. Let's go ahead and kind of wrap this up. Any final thoughts?
3: Yeah, here's the final thought. It's the damn coronavirus. Check this out. Oh, yeah. No joke. Hey, oh, no. People are making their own hand sanitizer using vodka. Just drink the vodka. Tito's Vodka comes out and says, do not use our, our <laughs> vodka to make hand sanitizer. They literally released a statement. Like, how awesome is that? Oh, well, Tito's vodka is too good to drink to turn into hand sanitizer. If you're
4: going to use vodka, use like a Barton's or Blanton's. You're talking about like like a home
0: remedy. that's a thousand percent price increase (laughs) for hand sanitizer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling
3: you, I mean, some redneck made this damn stuff in the hills of like Tennessee. And he's like, you know what? Just go ahead and put some vodka in and rub it on your hands and you're fine. Like, no, 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 don't do that. Buy it and drink it. Just, just buy it and drink it. Preach it. I'm with it. Well, I'm not making any. I'm just going to go to the store like a normal human being and just buy
0: it. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate you guys having me on. Pat, it was a pleasure. We'll do it again. Uh, uh, Bo, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Laddie, thank you for coming back. Yes. Uh, I know you're not 100% with your teeth, but... Appreciate you. Yeah, I be can beer. punch you in the face if you need me to. Oh, thanks, I appreciate that. All, all just gonna, stands. I, I just want to say beer makes it easier. Take so, it outside. Um, cheers. <laughs> cheers, <laughs> cheers, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks again. All right. We'll see you later. Kick it!
2: You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Let me just take you somewhere secret. Gonna cut all of the lights down. Don't
1: forget all about your world. just know with what we feel, let's share all. Uh, you private thoughts, I'm not just out for your sex, let me self-love by the things and like that. You fight complex, forget what. You heard about me cause you're a scarecrow groupie, but there's no pressure on you cause you know what you must do. Check this out, let's have a drink and I give you time to think. Let me puff this boot of blood and cut on. Just pour no bump. Girl, come lounge here by my side tonight, draw. My devil's bright and there's a Keep me- inside inside, have no shame no need to hide why do you keep on blushing get it all like a slushy, she must be kind of tipsy From this crystal like a gypsy now i got her on i board about to break down the headboard crash the sprawl on through the wall now she howling like a dog sweat forward we hit the floor it don't quit another one rip is just another victim of the infamous late night. i'm not the type that get involved in long Relationships, wow. taking trips and buying gifts. I'm sorry, I'm not on that tip. What? If you want romance, you should just think who you already okay. with. If you win that mood, you can't just hit me on that late night tip. I'm not that type that get involved in no relationships. Wow. Taking trips and buying gifts. I'm sorry, I'm not only that If you want romance, you should just think who you already okay. If you win that mood, you can't just hit me on that late night tip. <laughs> I don't sing. Some funny sh- since I got in this game, They wants my crib, they wants my kids Since I done got my fame I never recall your asking your last boyfriend for Nathan But not a big ribbon on gold Got your aggravated I need a coach bag. I can't be even doing it I need my hair done Me too, I ain't got nothing to do with it I've been
4: through with it, you and it Since the first time you asked And might I add Players like me can't
1: be saving you rap. I ain't with that nonsense Or that lovey dovey it, it mess Feelin' kinda i ho- Like callin' all I want is sex Slip on Victoria's secrets Hit the liquor store before it close. Call Chris so I can't get something white To go up in my n- now I'm feeling fine, nothing but sex is on my mind If you cannot please me, boy, then please don't waste all of my time Got you
0: caught up in the mist, mystic girl, from triple D. Late night tip is all we have,
1: it's time, trick, that's it I'm not the type that get involved in long relationships, what? taking trips and buying gifts. I'm sorry I'm not on that tip. What? If you want romance, you should just stick who you already okay. will. If you in that mood, you can't just hit me on that late night tip. What? I'm not the type that get involved in long relationships, what? taking trips and buying gifts. I'm sorry I'm not on that too. If you want romance, you should just stick who you already okay. will. If you in that mood, you can't just hit me on that. Late night chill.
3: I can't understand why these boss be tripping Can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen Ballin' and my legs drop low to the ground Just a young player trying to put my beard in Freaks want to trick, that because be constantly paying Not a girl thug, they be constantly
1: laying Rainbow in or the summer motel Oh well, that's what the juice may stay in Gotta have a lay that one. do what I do Like skipping work or a little high school Summon all the players in the 3-6 mafia Cam Carter on, skinny different dipping in the swimming pool Never trying to argue, bop you fight
3: it, keep it, gym and up Fight a Cuban package, Jimmy Hatch hashtag, Go real tight, i for say all tall Got a Bud Light Just for your freaks On a moonlight Day night 236 Who's there Popping their music
1: Hypnotizing group I tell you who am to lose it Could it be The late night Group Just inside the party? Always the lonely Someone want me Hold me I say Come here Come here Come here, come here The group crying tears I can't think positive When no one cares Of how I feel Relax my mind So tired That I even try to I cannot lie